How's everyone doing today? In the beginning of the classes, I always say that, and then it's in the morning, and the little kids are like, good. That's what, you, that's what the vibe that I got from you guys. You guys are kind of tired. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, it's a privilege. It's an honor, really, to come before the Lord here and be able to, to preach his, his holy word. Have you ever felt like you wanted something very, very bad? Like, like something really, really bad? Co- coffee. Pastor Tony is leaving the sanctuary in order to get some, get some coffee. But I think we've all had that moment. We've all had that something that we all chase, that we all strive for. Am I right? Or no, we're just like chilling, not wanting anything. No, I think, I think so. I think we all have have this one thing. I see on TikTok all the time. There's like people like, if you don't want, if you want it, you'll go and you'll get it. And then there's this person, like there's like a, like a sound bite. And he's like, you know, show me how, how much you great I am or something like that. Like that sound bite. And then it's the guy just like grinding in the gym or something. It's kind of cringe. But then you're like, you kind of like talk bad about that person. But then you're like, yeah, I kind of wish I was that person, <laughs> you know, grinding in the gym and doing, doing that stuff. Maybe it's successes. Maybe it's riches. Maybe it's status. I know for uh, many of us at one point or another in our life, when we first opened our social media accounts, it was like, I have 100 followers. How many do you have? And it's like, oh, I have 20. It's like, well, I'm more, I'm better kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or it's like, now I got to a thousand. I remember some of the girls from the apartments, they were like, yeah, I have like 20K followers. I was like, how did you get that many? Like, that's so crazy. But maybe it's that. Maybe it's status. Whatever, whatever it might be for you. Maybe we've wanted that thing. We've obsessed over that thing to the point where we want to make it a God or an idol. Something that you chase after to the point where everything in your life, even your loved ones, it becomes meaningless. Everything in your life becomes second to this thing. I know for many of us, a big struggle was our careers, our education. We want that thing. We want those grades. We want to to, to, to really excel in those things, and nothing will stop us from getting that. And if we don't get it, we're broken because we've made that thing everything. You guys know probably what I'm trying to say. This week, we were texting in a group chat where we kind of prepare together, and Fabiola put this um, quote from a very well-known pastor. He just sang, sang with us, Pastor Tony. And he says this, we learn to love the things that are in our hearts. And I wanted to add something to that. And we end up becoming the things that we love. We learn to love the things that are in our hearts. And we end up becoming the things that we love. Today we're going to be looking at a man in the Bible that does exactly that. We're going to be talking about the past failure son. So the past failure last week, it was David. And many of you guys know the story of David and Bathsheba. But just to kind of give a quick recap of what happened last week, was that David was a king. He was literally at the top of his game. I kind of dropped the Drake verse last week. He started from the bottom, literally. Like he did, he started from nothing and he ended up being like 
a king. That's kind of crazy, right? So we see this figure in the Bible, David, and David had something like what we're talking about, something to strive after, and it was a woman. <laughs> Her name was Bathsheba, and this woman um, was married, uh, and he still, again, didn't stop. He kept going. Nothing was going to stop him from getting this girl, and he, he got it, got her pregnant, and it was just a whole mess, as you can imagine. So now we're going to be looking at his son's life. And you would think because of his dad's failure, he would be a failure as well, right? It's kind of like, you know, you kind of take after your dad. But it's actually the opposite. We see Solomon and his life, he was faithful to God. He was someone that, you know, was faithful. He, he uh, has some books in the Bible that he wrote but we're going to be looking at the end of Solomon's life, particularly when he was around 60 years old. This is found in 1 Kings chapter 11. So if you guys want to open those Bibles out and read along with me, we're going to be reading the first portion. And I want to summarize the second because it's very, very long and we don't have that much time here. And plus, it gets kind of boring. If you guys know what I mean. 1 Kings chapter 11, this is what the word of the Lord says. King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidian, Nins, dude, I can't pronounce it, I'm sorry, and Hittites. They were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not intermarry with them because they will surely turn your hearts after their gods. I wanted to pause there because I know there's like this thing now, especially, where it's like, oh, we should, you know, keep, um, and I'm going to say it, it's going to sound wrong, but it's like we should keep our like culture and our, you know, our families pure. This wasn't about that, um, just so that you know. It was actually the opposite. Uh, the women that God is talking about here that you must not intermarry. It was because these were people from another uh, religion, and they followed many different gods. And the one true God said, do not intermarry with these women, because if you do, they will stray you away from me. Um, so if that makes sense, that's where we're at here. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast <laughs> to them in love. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray, just what we talked about. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his hearts after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. Had been. Um, I wanted to pause there um, because, yes, you read that right, um, 700. How? I don't know. He had 700 wives, though, okay? And then for those of you that are questioning, what is a concubine? A concubine is a woman who lives with a man but has lower status than his wives, wife or wives. Um, so I wanted to pause here because that's a 1,000 women that he's with, okay? Um, that's ridiculous, and everyone knew it. Everyone knew that Solomon was tripping here. Even God did. Um, and God was like, what are you doing? Like, this is not okay. 
Um, but Solomon had that thing in his heart. That was the one thing that did not stop him. He wanted that, he did it. And especially when God told him, don't do that. It's kind of like telling a kid, don't play with toys. And, he was, and the kid is like, no, I'm going to play with toys. And that's Solomon here. He wants to, to intermarry. He wants to do the things that he wanted to do in this time. You guys still following me? All right, cool. I know it sounds weird, because it is. Um, but this is, this is exactly what scripture tells us. I have something here um, that kind of... Uh, explains this. If Solomon exceeded his father's accomplishments, which he did, he also exceeded his mistakes. <laughs> so David messed up with this, this woman. Um, Solomon messed up with plenty <laughs> more so. He did the thing that God told him not to do. Like David, Solomon had a wandering eye and a strong appetite for pleasure. Solomon was especially attracted to foreign women, as we just saw, a vice against which God had warned. He pursued not only the women in the story, but the gods that they served. Like many other biblical characters, Solomon followed, sorry, failed in the second half of his life. And this is a sobering reminder that our idols and vices may take some time to seduce us, but they will eventually turn our hearts from God. We learn to love the things that are in our hearts. And we end up becoming the things we love. I think that's a very important thing for us today. Today's culture, today's society tells us to follow our hearts, to do what we want to do. Don't, don't stop. If you want to do that one thing, do it. And no one should stop you. Your parents are telling you that's a wrong, like that's a bad thing. <laughs> Forget them. They don't pay your bills. I heard that one all the time. It's like, it's like they don't pay your phone bill. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they don't they don't pay your bills. You should you should do whatever. Do whatever you want. You hear you hear that a lot, right? Or like those motivational pages on Instagram or Twitter. And I'm not gonna lie, some of that stuff is good. I'm not saying we should throw away all that. Yeah, you were about to say, like, hey, hey, like, there's some good things in that. Nah, of course. Like, you're beautiful. Like, stuff like, okay, sure. But actually, the heart, as we see here, is something that we should guard. The heart here is something that we should be very, very careful with. As we saw with Solomon, a man that has so much power, he ends up falling because of his love for women, multiple women. And that's a problem because that eventually strayed him away from the Lord. And I wanted to ask you guys today, how many times, as Solomon did, how many times do we ignore what God is telling us? We say to ourselves, that's never going to happen to me. I'm going to stay straight with God. Don't worry about me. I'm good. But how many times in our life do we ignore what God is telling us? What are some of the things that we have allowed in our life today, in this moment, and we learn to love those things that eventually turn us away from God? Maybe it is the status. Maybe it is the success or the riches. Maybe it's something else that you are battling with today. Whatever it might be, 
I think Solomon's story is very straightforward. And it's that if we do not protect our hearts, if we don't protect the desire of our hearts, we can, too, stray away from God. Today, we had the blessing, Alyssa and I, my beautiful and only wife, <laughs> we had the privilege of teaching, um, what is it, M fifth through nine years old? Yeah, that, I can't hear you, I'm sorry. Seven to nine years old, I was close. Um, and today, uh, they had like the little lesson, and one of the main points, I was laughing to it, like, you know, I was just laughing in my head, I'm not crazy, I just was, you know, laughing. And one of the, the main points uh, had to do, I uh, had everything to do with what we're talking about here. So I wanted to read it, um, read it to you guys because it might give us some wisdom, some seven to, to nine year old curriculum might give us some wisdom. God is patient with us. Amen. God is patient with us. But don't get it twisted. He will judge sin. Number two, we should flee from sin and temptation. He's patient, but he will judge us. And number three, God is gracious to save. Number, that's so good because we forget about that. God is gracious to save. Solomon had a great life where he served the Lord. But as you've probably heard in the past, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And the way he finished is turning his heart from the Lord. Now, most of us here, if not all of us, are at a really early stage in our life, very early stage in our life, coming out of college, high school, around there. And many of us have an opportunity to continue serving the Lord. But today's message is about urging you to stay on that path. Because Solomon did it throughout his life, but at the end of it, he was like, kind of forget this. I don't really want this anymore. And the calling for us today is to stay on that path and to follow and to hear God's voice right now. He's urging you to stay close to him. You can do all of these things for God. Go and, and, and serve the community. Go and teach a class. But where's your life with Christ? When's the last time we've talked to him? When the, when's the last time we've had, have, had communion with him, fellowship with God? Again, how many times do we ignore what God is telling us? How many times have we ignored the voice of God to the point where we are rejecting God for the things that we desire? It's sad to say, but it's even to the point of like, um, these things take precedence over God. They take like first priority in our life instead of God taking the only priority. How many times do we, we ignore his advice and warnings and and, and certain things, and insist on following our own desires. That's why I love praying the prayer in the beginning. I don't know if you guys catch that, but it's we've, we follow too much the desires of our own hearts. We follow too much what Carlos wants. 
I, I followed too much of what I want to do that I've forgotten that God has a calling for my life as well. And he has a calling for every single one of you too, which is to follow him and to make him known. In a better way to phrase it, it's um, to know him and to make him known. That's our bio on Instagram, by the way. I think it's so cool. It's so cool. In the beginning of this month, we started in Luke chapter 15. And as I was preparing this message, I thought it was important to kind of bring it up again because I think it can teach us some good things um, again. In Luke chapter 15, there's this message of a young man that's very foolish in his thinking and in his actions. He's very foolish because he believes that because his father kind of not, you know, like he doesn't have to really, but in reality, it's like an inheritance. Um, this young man says, you know, dad, I want my inheritance, give it to me, and I just want to go away. And this young man, what he does is he takes this inheritance and he takes it and just goes out on the town, parties it up. You know, I, I would think if it was on the 21st century, he'd be posting it on Snapchat, Instagram, like, ah, going crazy. You know what I mean? You guys know what I'm talking about. Going crazy. And this young man gets to a point where... There's a famine where he's at, so there's no food, no water, none of that. And he takes a job taking care of pigs. And like we said in the beginning, maybe you guys remember, maybe you don't, but he was down bad. He was down very, very bad. Like Tony says, I love saying it. He was down tremendous. <laughs> I like that because everyone, everyone knows that. He was down tremendous. And in Luke chapter 15, I started seeing as um, this story progresses how foolish he is in leaving his estate in order to follow his own desires. And he gets to a place, obviously, where <laughs> he goes back to the father. He says, Father, like, I've sinned against you. Like, I don't deserve being called your son. Like, I, I really don't deserve any, any of this. Please forgive me and take me back. And in humility, the father extends forgiveness on this young man on his son and he tells him like son like it's like I got you like don't worry I forgive you and I bring up this story because it's the same story for us today Solomon falls away he turns to his own desires and like many of us here we have turned to our own desires we've wanted what we wanted for a long time time and we've forgotten the voice of God but like we just mentioned God is gracious to save and if you would just hear his voice today and wherever you are with God wherever just know just like the father that was running towards the son seeing that he was coming back he has his arms extended to you this afternoon and if you would just come back to him, to listen to his voice, turn your desires away from yourself and turn your desires to God. That is the call of this afternoon. We can run back to him and ask him for forgiveness. God is patient. God is kind. God is gracious to save.
As we end off, off today, I wanted to emphasize the point. If it is true that we learn to love the things that are in our hearts, if it is true that we end up becoming the things that we love, let us love the right thing. Let us embrace the truth that is provided in Scripture. Let us embrace the truth that came to us in a, per, in a form of a person. Through Jesus Christ, if we embrace him today, we can learn to love the correct thing, which is him. Do not get it twisted. It is a hard thing, but it's the right thing. I want to invite you to stand up as we pray and as we are dismissed. Before we end to, I think it's a, a customary or maybe customary is not the right word. Um, it's pretty evident. Um, you guys remember everything towards the end of what is said here. So I wanted to make this a very, very clear point. Um, this week, there's some interesting and very exciting things happening um, in Casa de Luz House of Light Church. For starters, we are starting an after-school, what would you call it, Daniel, like event? Daniel says, yes, I'm going to go with that, after-school event. And this is going to be taking place Tuesdays and Wednesdays. <laughs> I can't speak today, man. Tuesday and Wednesdays after school, okay? So after school's like here. I know it's um, like around two-ish, three-ish, but we're going to be here at four. So if you guys are interested in something, something like that, please come to me and talk to me. Uh, it's going to be like around four, 4 p.m. We're going to be here playing some games, bringing my ping pong table. It's going to be a fun time, all right? So Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And for all us here, the young adults uh, we're going to have studies at church Friday, 7 p.m. in the building starting this Friday. Does that make sense? Everyone on board with me? Yeah? Cool? Everyone's still awake? All right. Hopefully I didn't put anybody to sleep. Let us pray. Oh God, our King, by the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, on the first day of the week, you conquered sin, put death to flight, and gave us the hope of everlasting life. Redeem all our days by this victory. Forgive our sins. Banish our fears. Make us bold to praise you and to do your will. And steal us to wait for the consummation of your kingdom on the last great day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And with that, the, may the grace of the, our Lord Jesus Christ be with you and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us forevermore. Amen. We are dismissed. Thank you guys. Tuesday, Wednesday, if you guys want to come, and Friday. All right? <laughs>